0: Welcome to the Agency Builders podcast, where in weekly episodes, Andre and Christian from the KnowledgeX team will provide actionable advice on how to build an agency business by interviewing guests who have already done it and who are currently doing it successfully. So if you're wanting to build an agency or if you're currently building an agency, be sure to sit back, relax, and enjoy the free value.
1: What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Agency Builders Podcast. We're here with Samuel Thompson, and uh, we're keeping it informal, according to him. So he's just a great dude that we met on Twitter, and uh, he grows companies and SaaS products. So what's going on, man? What's up, dude? <laughs> I'm just chilling. Love it. Love it. Yeah, a lot of our interviews are more not really regimented, but it's like question answer. So I kind of like the conversational vibe. Uh,
2: so just... yeah, I mean, you guys use it as an outline. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean. I don't know. I might go off the rails. Who knows? No
1: worries, no worries. Um, just for anyone who might not be
2: familiar with you, do you want to just
1: give a quick background?
2: Yeah. Um, I grow companies on the internet. Um, I started in the agency space when I was 15. Um, 24 now, grew my agency. Um, I had about five clients uh with an average retainer price of like two to twenty five hundred bucks. Um ended up selling that when I was 18. Moved into consulting, worked with Mercedes-Benz, McDonald's, uh, Boosted Board, a bunch of companies like that. Um, And then one of the analysts on my team hit me and was like, hey, you've made $84 million for your clients in the last eight years. Um, And honestly, I was like, fuck me. Um, Like, that's awesome. And like, I made, I made reasonable money, but $84 million uh, was not in my bank account. And so I set aside a bunch of money in in a year or two, um, decided that I wanted to get really, really good at uh, building actual products that are valuable. And and I think in, in digital entrepreneurship, there's two types of people, people that are really good at building value that the end consumer can use and pay for. And there's people that are really good at getting consumers to see that value. Um, and I was always in the second boat. I was really good at eyeballs, really good at impression sales, conversions, all of the things that grow companies. Um, but you have a lot more leverage when you are building that value and actually creating something internally, which is why my clients have made a lot more money than I have. Um, and so I, I basically was like, you know what, let's, let's transition this model. Instead of taking on a bunch of clients, let's start to build our own stuff. Um, SaaS products, e-com brands, really anything that you know allows you to make money on the internet um, and start to build things that we could leverage. Um, and so the micro acquisition climate is phenomenal. Um, and so getting getting in and building you know valuable products and getting people to pay for it and then hitting certain uh, monthly revenue thresholds and uh, then moving on and, and selling that company or turning it just into a cash flow machine.
1: Solid dude. Yeah, just just want to butt in quick. You said you
2: sold an agency at 18. Like that was so casual. Like that's
1: not something to just be casual about, I feel like.
2: Um, I mean, I'm not attached to it. Ego is the enemy, right? So like it was an opportunity that presented itself. Um I went through some some you know family stuff when I was 17, realized that uh even though I was making more money than probably most 17 year olds at that time, uh, that I wasn't happy um and that I wanted to enjoy my senior year of high school um and so the opportunity came for me to, to to leave that business and yeah
1: so I mean I feel like most
2: kids in high school are just like worried
1: about their prom date or their mat. yeah dude I like <laughs> I just couldn't buy
2: into that dude like I just no, was I, like, I completely
1: understand but like where did yeah. you get the wherewithal to learn
2: about all this stuff take action on um their, their I was just a weird kid to be honest um like i started flipping iphones on ebay when i was like 12. um yeah it's a mad interesting space to be in but essentially everyone was buying iphones at the time and and it was back it was like dude i'm talking like iphone 4 like we're talking like the og iphones um and so yeah i just i realized there was a, a a market that i could step into for arbitrage which is you know in most markets that's the case um and all I had to do was find the cheapest eBay listings uh, that were going to close in the next 12 hours, make sure that I won those, and then list the exact same phone um, on eBay. And I was just better at optimizing those listings and, and setting those up to sell um, to the point I was like low key, like the OG drop shipper on eBay, where I never even touched the phones. I would like buy a phone and send it to somebody that already paid me for the phone and so that's kind of how I started and then I just like got I just got into Facebook and like dude Wix like I was out here building Wix websites for fake businesses that I just like thought it was and then someone was like yo can you build me a website and I was like yeah and then I got introduced to more and more people I never did any like cold outreach or anything like it was just and nobody had an agency in 2011 like it was all the big boys (laughs) like the big big media companies and then there's like a bunch of freelancers and then i just realized that i could arbitrage the two where someone would pay me two thousand dollars a month and i could pay someone two hundred dollars a month to do that work and i just got to sit there in the middle and it was sick i didn't have an infrastructure i like would take payments through paypal link the freelancer with the owner of the business in an email thread um and, and I don't know, just kind of sit back and make sure it all operated. It wasn't so crazy back then. It like, there was no competition. I was just like the kid that knew how to do it.
0: (laughs) It's so solid. I feel like you probably got a lot of great experiences and business lessons just from starting so early that you probably (laughs) still apply to this day. So like when you started your agency business, when you were 15 and you grew it, you know, to clients you mentioned probably close to month like what's what like what were some major learning lessons through that entire experience that you still apply to businesses today
2: um yeah a lot um that's a good question i think i think the the biggest piece is simplicity wins um nothing that i do is overly complicated nothing that i do is you know a a billion dollar play or even a hundred million dollar play um I understand that there are very specific needs in the market. Uh, and if you can identify those needs and, and build a value proposition around a tool, a platform, a service, uh, whatever, um, to slide into that market need in a way that is needed, uh, that it's really easy to sell. Um, a lot of people will be like, yo, you're one of the best salesmen that I've ever met. And I'm not a salesman. Like I'm, I'm an alignment guy, right? I go, how do I align this problem with this solution with this payment amount, bring them all together, and if it makes sense, it makes sense, and if it doesn't, it doesn't, right? There's no sales tactics. There's no like outreach like that. Like, dude, I I don't think I've ever sent a cold email, like for my like for an agency or anything like, like cold email for like SaaS and stuff like that is its own thing. But like me, like I'm just a network guy. Like I want to make sure that you can deliver value. Like business is so fucking simple, right? It's so simple and people love to overcomplicate it. All business really comes down to is creating value for an end consumer and being fairly compensated for that value. That's it. That's the, like the whole thing. And if you can line that up, there you go. Like, I, I don't know. Like, there's no secret sauce. It's just like be a valuable contributing factor to what somebody needs in their life. And you'll get paid, as long as it's a fair amount. Facts.
0: Yeah, I feel like one thing that uh, people who may be listening may be thinking in the back of their head, like a limiting belief, especially because we're all young guys here, especially for the most part on Twitter, is like, okay, like, what's a justified price for someone my age? Like, I feel like I'm too young to be working with top business owners that are double my age. And you probably went through this when you were 15 or 16 charging two to $3,000 retainers for your agency. Like how did you get the confidence to charge high tickets so early? Because,
2: because fuck me, it (laughs) has absolutely nothing to do with me, right? It has to do with the ROI of the service I'm providing to the end consumer. That's it right? If you can go in and say, yep, you're going to pay me $1,000 a month, and I think I could generate you $10,000 a month because of that, it doesn't matter who it is. Like, obviously, you need some credibility and like proof. But like, it like, it doesn't like it's not like, a, oh, Sam's the guy. Like, it's not it's like, what value can you provide? And how are you fairly compensated? And in, in specifically the B2B world, fair compensation is dependent on ROI of whatever you're selling. If you're selling a B2B SaaS tool that is meant to help you convert more customers on your website, it's a simple equation. How many customers are coming to your site? How many are you currently converting? What's your average AOV, right? If they have a thousand people come to the site, a hundred buy, they make 10 bucks per user, right? And then you come in and you say, I'm going to help you convert 5% more with your AOV being blank. That equals... What fifty bucks or whatever the math is, fifty bucks in additional value, and I'm only going to charge you 19.99 a month for blank value. That's how you sell. Like it's a no-brainer at that point. You go, oh, it's like printing money. I have to. It's a, All you got to do is create a rigged ATM. You put a dollar in, you put three dollars right back out, and the better you can do that for people, it's a no-brainer. Like if I told you right now to like give me five dollars and I'll Venmo you thirty you're going to be like, hey, I bet. Facts. Like, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's a
1: difference in perception that I see in terms of agency owners. Like, oh, I, I don't want to charge as much. It's like, you're not really charging. It's like, they're in- It's not like an investment. Yeah, you're, why do you Why
2: do you think investment. performance-based agencies, i.e. Nick Abraham, perform the best? Yeah. Right? They directly get fairly compensated for the exact value that they provide. And the issue with the agency world is there are a lot of fuckers that don't know how to actually deliver the value, but they learn how to sell it. Right. And no wonder your churn is two and three months because you're not actually delivering the value. And that's my issue with a lot of these courses and like all the stuff that's out there is like so many people focus so much on, on working their way into getting money into their bank account. But the only way to build something that's sustainable is to, get more money into your client's bank account. That's like the only way it really works. Like you have to be the better at getting clients money than clients giving you money, right. right? And it's just, people look at it flipped, right? When people go and they buy a cold email course, I'll bet you that probably 70, the first 70 emails that go out are trying to get clients for them when they've never sent a cold email for a client ever what the fuck? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like you got to be good at sending cold emails. If you're going to sell cold email as a service, like get good at that first. And then, then you can go and people are going to come to you. Like then you're good. Right. It's like, that's it. It's the whole model. 100%. Yeah. Okay. So
1: you, you sold out at 18 and then you said you worked with Mercedes and boosted board and McDonald's. Like how did that come about? Yeah. Um,
2: I started stepping more into like the personal branding space, Instagram specifically, like I said, um, uh, I'm, I'm like, (laughs) uh, I use the example of like the basketball court versus the soccer court or field, I guess. Um, and specifically the out of bounds line when you're playing basketball and the ball touches the line it's out of bounds right when you're playing soccer and the ball touches the line it's not out of bounds the ball has to go over the line i play soccer i mean i really play basketball but like in business i play soccer i'll play on the line when a lot of people don't want to go on the line i'll do things that are technically inbound but make people nervous and that's why companies like that will hire me is because i'm willing and get good at the things that are kind of on the edge right like crazy virality campaigns right like rigging like people probably don't realize you can rig things to go viral like it's not that hard like you just have to understand influence dynamics within social media platforms to understand how to get things to go viral mcdonald's 400 bucks 18 million impressions in eight days right the just because i understood how to leverage little pieces of, yeah. of these social circles to make things pop off
1: dude it's like the travis scott burger they probably made so much money
2: off of that thing right yeah right and so we did it for when they launched their signature crafted sandwiches um yeah we popped that we popped that thing hard like really hard and that was only 18 million tracked impressions not from anything that happened of like other people yeah. Posting it outside of which is what happened. And the cool part, I kind of finessed that whole thing where like it was my face on the campaign. So I got 20,000 Instagram followers out of it. It was like I was trying to play the game a little bit and it worked. It was a total, it took two tries, but it worked.
1: How'd you get your foot in the door with those guys?
2: Uh, I got introduced. Wow. That's crazy. yeah. I don't know. When you get good at doing something, people want to talk to you. And so then yeah. you just have to align interests. And let it rip.
0: Fire! I feel like uh, the biggest question on everyone's mind at this point, since you've mentioned it so many times, is how does one get good at something that's of value to the marketplace? (laughs) Reps,
2: reps. It's reps, dude. It's like it's like practice. It's like you got to shoot a million free throws to be good at free throws. Like I think uh, I think I think so many people right now are watching videos of people shooting free throws instead of going in the backyard and shooting free throws right like that's it like you got to actually you got to pick up the ball like and play a lot like i've been doing this now well going some nine well if you count 13 12 years right like and i'm talking 12 years like once i graduated from high school like i'm working 14 hour days trying shit just trying like seeing what works seeing what doesn't right like it wasn't like some genius moment that i was like yo i can send 1.2 million emails in 11 days through fucking g suite that was after four months of trying to figure out and trying 18 other ways to send mass email like that right like it just comes from being on the fucking field
0: just in the game
2: yeah exactly just yeah. in the game you got to do it. Like, you guys – like, do. you could <laughs> literally watch every single game of the NBA season, and if I popped you on the basketball court and asked you to hit a three-pointer, what do you think would actually happen? Yeah. I mean, I'm nice, I'm nice that, from behind the arc, but – Yo, and I respect that. And the only <laughs> reason you are is because you probably were in the backyard <laughs> from the age fucking 5 to 17 <laughs> playing pickup nice, with the not... boys, right? That... Like – it wasn't because you watched Allen Iverson fucking shoot threes all day, like, yeah, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, I and it. it's
2: the same. I feel
1: like it's the different age different of just different. like playing pickup until you can't walk anymore is just dying. It's like people just want to yeah. sit and watch TV. It's like
2: people want to sit and watch TV and fantasize about it and live vicariously through the you know the one percent of the population that are actually <laughs> doing it, and unfortunately, hate on the one percent of the population that do it. Like, dude, LeBron James, man, is like literally the best in the world right now and he catches more hate than anybody but at least he's fucking playing yeah. and i think people i think people uh, from from a success standpoint i i say it a lot like the the line is i think more people are uh i think people love the allure of possibility yeah instead of the reality of success or failure like, I think that that's really what it comes down to is they love to sit there and be like, oh, this is the idea. This is what's going to get me there, right? But the only way to get there is to do the shit that is either going to say that that's a good idea or not. And I think that people love to build things. That's like, dude, like the number of agency owners that like fuck around and build Notion SOP templates like before they have a fucking client, like you're, you're liking the allure of possibility there. Like you're building for the sake of the emotional piece of building of like, Oh, I'm doing this. Like, Oh, sick. And then you go send 10 cold emails and no one responds. And then you're like, you know what? Crypto. Right. (laughs) And your crypto fucking hits the tank. And then you're like, you know what? Fucking courses, bro. Gumroad. And then you're like, Oh shit. SAS. Oh shit. Dropshipping. Oh shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no wonder people go from one idea to the fucking next and it's not like it's not because the market said yes or no it's because emotionally you want to build for the sake of like what it does for you as a human being like and that's cool i just don't think people are aware that they're doing that when they're doing that and that hurts my heart i go fuck, bro. like i wish you knew that you weren't like doing it for the right (laughs) reasons like that and people tap
1: out too quick dude like the first couple all the time toughest shit to do,
2: like get any I mean i made a lot of money in my life, bro, but I've lost a lot of money in my life too. Like, and if i quit when I lost, I wouldn't have made. And yep. so it's like one one big piece, and it's actually something I struggle with for a long time, but um and still kind of struggle with is is the separation between um kind of like identity and brand. And that's why even on the intro, I was like, yo, like I'm a human being that's good at growth, right? Like I'm a good dude who's good at this. And it's the separation, right? My identity is that I'm a good human being, right? right? I'm, a good, I'm a good spouse. I'm a good son, friend, like who I am as a, as a human, right? Like who people know me to be yep. versus I run an agency, I build SaaS products, I do whatever. And for a long time, because I started so young too, was like, those are very intermeshed right? And, and I had this moment a few months ago where I was like, you know, if I changed my, my personal landing page to, uh, I'm a physics tutor, right? Reagan wouldn't think of me any different, right? She'd love me just the same because of who I am as a human being, right? Like the landing page isn't an indicator of my value as a human. And so what I think a lot of people struggle with is like, when you're when you're an entrepreneur and it's your thing and whatever your ego right and your ego very simply ego tells you or makes you feel that you're better than or less than right and when your business is performing in one way or another it normally impacts your ego when in reality ego is the worst thing to exist on the planet right like humility beats ego humility right the the the, the idea of being honest with yourself, others and a higher power, right? Like that's, that's what fights ego in the best way. Cause like people want to be like, yo, I'm, I'm like, I say it, I'm like, dude, I'm nothing special. Right. I know that I'm good at my job. I know that I'm really, really good at what I do, but that's not out of a place of ego of me feeling better or less than, right. That's a stat line that I can pull and say, here, here is proof that I am good but I can also sit here and say, I suck at SEO and Google ads. I'm the worst. Like, that's not my game. And I can own that. Right. And I think more people need a dose of humility of like, dude, I'm telling you, like I landed my first client. I was like, I've never built a website for anybody before ever. I make them. I'll show you a couple that I've made, but like, I've never gotten paid for this. And he was like, Oh, like, no sweat. We'll give it a shot. We'll see what's good. And then he recommended me to more people because I was, I was humble with it. Like I wasn't fronting of like, I run this fucking massive agency and like, look at all these results. Look at my Twitter follower count. Like none of that matters, bro. Like it's all, it's all made to help your ego so that you feel okay, but it doesn't create any sort of sustainable business. And by separating those two, And saying my identity is here on its own jamming, and my business is separate, then you can you can actually run that in a much more sustainable way.
1: Dude, we put out a a tweet this morning. It said, "Business outcomes or investment gains should never determine your happiness. Be grateful for what already exists
2: and enjoy that." Exactly. When when you're dealing with with your when you're dealing with identity, you're optimizing your existence for fulfillment and happiness, right? When you are, when you're working and, and going for your business, you're optimizing for income. Yep. Right. Like, and they're separate. Yep. Like they, they're its own thing. Right. And a lot of people get so intertwined with whatever they're working on that. and And the one thing that I absolutely hate, I hate is attachment. Right. Like attachment kills, bro. Like real talk. I love her to death. But if she walked out the the door tomorrow and was like, fuck you, I never want to see you again, I'd be like, okay. Dude, that's so tough. Because it's not attachment, bro. And the reason that it works so well with her is because I don't come from a place of attachment, objective love, objective truth. Yeah, right. You get so you've got to take the subjectivity out of it. Like, I never bug if she's like going out with her friends like go go because what's gonna happen if she if she does anything that i don't want her to do then she's not the girl that i want to be with anyways so why would i like why what the fuck yeah Yeah, you're trying to
0: control someone's outcome when it's like not and it's the same
2: it's the same with business to me i'm not attached i said it to my boy if you if you were like all your companies are gone tomorrow i'd be like that has no indication on who i am how do you work on this though dude like i feel like accomplishing this level of non-attachment is so i spent hard. two years working <laughs> with a monk for 12 hours a day learning universal truths Holy and God. really honing in on what it means to like be a humble person wow dude that's insane like I should drop a course on Gumroad. Maybe launch an agency about <laughs> it. Turn it into a crypto. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Well, yeah, like, um, make it a SaaS. <laughs> right. Turn it into a SaaS. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think it just takes. Uh, it, it's again, it's it's reps. It takes practice. Yep. Right. And and you know even, and 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 I I will say it's I'm like not perfect at it. Right. Like your ego is always going to be there you just have to get a lot better about managing that and understanding what it is like one. So here's a trick it was like, again, I said, it's going to be informal. We ain't even talking about agencies and shit. Um, one, one thing there's, there's two ways to do it, but the, the theory is the same. Um, think of a, think of a, a, a turtle and a Fox, right? You're the turtle. Um, and the Fox is your ego emotions, right? Frustration, anger, Right? Like jealousy, uh, even happiness, right? Like all of these things. And when those things start to happen and you start to feel them, if you can be the turtle and go into your shell and just watch it, right? because you, your your emotion is not your identity. you're you're experiencing pain. You're experiencing frustration. like, Dude, the number of people that go, I'm mad. That's not true. I am experiencing anger. Different, totally different. I'm experiencing anger. I see it. It's there, but it does not indicate who I am. It doesn't change what I think. It does not do anything. I know these universal truths that are true to me. I love her. I trust her. Jealousy is there, but I don't have to identify with it, right? It's its own thing, Wow. right? Business deal fails. I'm not mad. I'm experiencing frustration, but it's okay because it's not, it's not an indicator of me. The business didn't, the business didn't make sense. Like that didn't happen. That's okay. Wow. I'm still here. I'm still chilling. Do you like run yourself through that exercise every time? Yeah. And that's the part of like, you have when you when you like three years ago, that's daily, bro. Like five times a day, like all the time, any emotion that you feel, you have to look at it. I'll I use that example. The other one that I use is like the aquarium, right? Like if you imagine that you just have an aquarium, like dude, put a fucking cup of water, right? Like on your desk. And when you feel it, look at the cup of water and say, Oh, like I see the emotion there. Swirl it around, make it tangible. Feel yeah. the water and say that is jealousy, but it's different. Then you set the, that down and you'll feel better. But dude, dude that may, once you achieve where you're at, you're unstoppable. It's like this, oh, this, I'm not attached to anything. Like, that's what I'm saying.
1: Like oh, like you'll you'll take any risk. Like oh, this failed. I'm just like I feel like I'm cool. Emotions and FOMO and jealousy getting people's way. Like, but if you could just go by that and just stay locked into your one thing with no inhibitions or regrets or negative thoughts, like that's optimal performance right
2: and you, you just because your ego doesn't indicate anything it's it's like you actually optimize the business to make money because it's not attached to who you are yeah. right it's the same as like i'm a much better human being because i'm not attached to what she needs me to be or what she wants me to be and it's it's like it's both like we've literally like had this conversation together where we both sit down and we go we'd be totally fine without each other wow And that's why it works, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know that like she could leave at any time, which means I have to be the best that I can be. She knows the same. And we both love each other and trust each other dearly. And so like, it just makes sense. That's crazy. like, and if you can get alignment on it, then you're good. Like, dude, I, I don't think I've ever raised my voice. Yeah. With her. Like, I don't need to, like, what's the point? Like, What are you you gonna do? Leave? Like, no. Like, whatever. Like, go.
1: Right. Like, like, people change the path of their lives around a woman or significant other. Like, oh yeah, I moved to New York and met this girl and now I'm here. It's like, yeah.
2: I mean, and and I'm down with that. I moved to Minneapolis because she plays pro hockey and there's hockey here. But like, I it made sense for me. And if it didn't, cool. She also went and played in Budapest for two months and I did not go to Budapest because that did not make sense for me. Yeah. Right. And so like, you just make those decisions together. And if it comes from a good place of like, that was the best move for her objectively for her career, go. And I love you objectively, whether you're there or here, and it'll be okay. And if it's not okay, then it's not okay. Fuck. yeah, Dude, that's like, like the the
0: ultimate power is just to simply, if there's, if you're struggling with something, whether it be business, personal life, whatever, you just remove yourself from it. That's it.
2: hundred percent. It's like it yeah like you're not even really in it in the first place you just think you are out of ego because you think you're that important (laughs) you're not
1: and it's like will this will this even matter to me in like three months from now
2: you probably won't even Dude, it's yeah i run the 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 five by five rule if this isn't going to matter to me in five years then i shouldn't spend more than five minutes thinking about it use that yeah that's a good one another sick tool is the five emotions um oh there's this app i'll send it to you guys there's this app uh I forget what it's called. Uh it's like a Universe of Emotions on your iPhone. Um essentially these these psychologists mapped all of the the emotions that humans can feel and there's 30,000 independent emotions that you can feel ranging from uh positive to negative as well as amplitude of feeling, right? And so you could be like very negative or like yeah, like aggressively negative or aggressively positive or the opposite of like very passively one or the other. And so what you do is like, dude, I used to do this thing like three times a day. I'd open the app and I'd find the five emotions that I was feeling, right? And, and her and I do it to this day. Yesterday I was, I was feeling a little bit frustration. I was, I was experiencing that. And she goes, five emotions. And, and it's five is key. One is easy, I'm tired. That's bullshit, right? It's like other things. Two, still kind of easy. Three, still kind of easy. Four and five is when it gets real. Because you have to search for the right word to actually capture what you're experiencing. My word yesterday, combustible. I was feeling combustible yesterday. And I did kind of combust. I was feeling a lot of like powerful energy that was kind of neutral on the spectrum. It wasn't like negative or positive. It was just a lot of energy and combustible was the word, right? And then you can you can reverse engineer, why am I feeling that? What's causing this, right? I think a lot of people feel an emotion and take it for what it is, instead of like, what, <laughs> what is causing this? Like, what are the six layers deeper of like really, what is it? Because if you, if you can't, you can't just address it by putting it in the fucking aquarium. You got to understand it too, right? You're washing it. It's like studying a fucking octopus. You're looking at it and you're like, why is this here? Why does this happen right now? Right. And if you can understand that emotion, the moment you can, it's like, it's the, if you in, in digital marketing, once you measure something, you can optimize it. Right. But no one's out here fucking paying attention to their emotions like that. Like, they, everyone's out here, I'm tired, I'm busy. Like, no, you're not. You're not. Like You're just not. If you spent more than 30 minutes on TikTok today, then I, you're you saying you're busy out the window. Like, you're not. I'm not busy. I'm on 19 cap tables. I'm not busy. If I say I am, because I feel it sometimes but then I catch myself and I go yeah oh, no that's not fair it's not fair to me to say that yep
0: I had uh I work with a coach that is he says very similar things to you and there's this one exercise that he recommended where it's like you kind of just sit in your thoughts and like there's two steps first you have to be aware of the thoughts and then the second step is just to observe but more importantly observe without judgment
2: and, right and oh yeah it. don't judge yourself, dude. If I say that I'm feeling frustrated, I'm not mad at myself. Like, I just accept it for what it is and address it accordingly. There's days that I have, I skip meetings and I go play Rocket League, right? Like for real, because like, sometimes I just need that. And I need to be honest with myself about that being the case. And that it helps me avoid burnout. Like all of those different pieces that like are so, I mean, that shit plagues entrepreneurs. Like, and it plagues them because they just aren't even aware that they're getting there. And I'll tell people, like clients, I'll be like, to be honest, I just can't have this meeting right now. I want to be able to show up fully for you to like be present and actually help. I like literally just need to lay down and they'll be like, dude, I was supposed to have a community call for our grow faster community, 200 people, right? We do a weekly call every Thursday. It's like office hours. I sent a message 30 minutes before in the Slack channel. And I say, guys, to be completely honest, I'm experiencing a little bit of burnout right now. And I, I think I just need to cancel the call and every single message was wow that's like so good for you like please take your time we'll see you next week it's humility just be honest like you don't have to be an all-star like you're out here doing your thing like it's okay Yep. no one's no one's gonna judge you for being a human being like it's cool and I, yeah to go along with that
1: like I'll go to the gym on a daily basis, get a good lift or workout and I'll come back. And that's like when my best work
2: happens. Right. Like if you got to do it, you got to do it. And if you got it, if you skip a day at the gym, like, don't be mad at yourself. Like sometimes it just has to happen. Like X, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's okay. If it becomes a pattern, then you have a different problem, but like being aware of yourself and acting accordingly to protect you is never something that should be frowned upon, right? When it starts to be detrimental and like, oh, you haven't gone to the gym in a month, then you need to re, and then again, but if you stay true to yourself and alignment, and humility, like that won't happen. Cause then you'll catch on, you'll be like, oh, I've skipped the gym three days in a row. What's really going on here? Like, it's not, it's not just like a mental health or like a, I'm tired thing. Like what's actually the pattern that's causing this behavior. You know what I mean?
0: Yep. Like you can't, you can't be too lenient with yourself. You like, you gotta like it's, it. All comes back to being honest with yourself.
2: Yeah, it's and all just intentionality of, of how you treat and and participate in the experience of looking in the mirror, right? Like, yeah. What's actually good with you, yeah. bro? I say that to myself in the mirror, like, what's up, dude? <laughs> like, for real. Yeah, facts. Like, dude, I'll sit there, I'll sit there and just look at myself in the eyes for like five minutes. You want to fucking come into Jesus moment, go stare at yourself for real in the mirror, eye to eye with yourself for five minutes and then find your significant other and do the same thing. Five minutes. Don't say a fucking word. And I'll tell you, you're the the most connected. Like it's awkward. And then it gets real. That's crazy. I did that with her the second day that I met her. That's also crazy. (laughs) And she moved in six days later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> For real. Because I was just, I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to play the game. I'm not going to like, what should I send? Dude, I told her I loved her after four days. Because that's what I, that's the feeling that I was experiencing. Yep. And I was just straight with it. Yep. Right. And Dude, it works. Yeah. Dude, ugh, it's so true though. Like people. And she was like, you're a fucking weirdo. And I was like, at least I'm being honest. Yeah. And it worked. I... So. Yeah. And if it didn't work, it wasn't meant to work. It's okay
1: love that dude seriously it's so far it's like what's the saying like if people are meant to be in your life they'll stick around or if people really care about you they'll make time and it's like you can't force that
2: responsibility yeah. never yeah it's like it's not their job it's not yeah. our job like we're all just doing our thing like if it's meant to be it's meant to be and that's sick Facts. like my relationship with her has not really felt like work it's not that i haven't put effort in but it doesn't feel like I'm, I'm like fucking trying to do it. I'm like, yo, you want me to do the dishes? Okay. Yeah. For real. Like who am I bro? Like I'll do the dishes. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, Oh, you want me to put the laundry in? Sure. Like who am I? That's not, I'm not mad. Like ever.
0: Huge. I feel like this podcast, we've only done it for like maybe 10 to 15 episodes already and all we talk about is like really granular, you know, like business strategies. But I feel like this is our most high level interview yet because the run of business efficiently, like it all starts with you. And it's all, it's, it's
2: a lot of it. yeah, it's the same, it's the same foundation that I take with all of my companies and any clients or consulting that I do is, um, I think so many people are caught up in the strategies or the traffic channels or the tactics and the tips um, when really growing a business comes down both, both business and identity wise to having a good foundation, yep. right? Like if you don't have the, the foundational product market fit, the foundational offer, the, a, a good team that understands each, like if you don't have a core, like an actual thing, then your cold emails don't mean anything. Then your Facebook ads don't mean anything, right? You're trying to do things without addressing the core problem. Yep. And that's where my head's at with life. Like. I know that there's something deeper and I'd rather solve that than try to f- facade my way out by running ads instead of like, no, I want to do the real, the real thing. Like, like actually. Like, and then, yeah. On that same note, like clients would, if
1: you're up front with the client and you have a good relationship with them and you joke with them and you're transparent and authentic and you yeah. really check in, they're going to want to stay with you forever. It's like,
2: yeah.
1: like, Hey, look, our results have been shit this past week.
2: Here's what we're doing to fix it they'll be like okay thanks for letting me know yeah um yeah i'm never you can't hide it they're gonna find out one way or another dog and yeah. they're gonna be 10 times more pissed off that they found out on their own instead of you telling them yeah you know like just be real like be a human you're okay life's good dude like it's all good people are way more understanding than you think
1: someone's going on but one last question uh, mm-hmm. what is your take on like taking stuff too seriously in all aspects of life
2: what do you mean, taking stuff too seriously?
1: Like, I feel like a lot of people come into different aspects of their life taking themselves too seriously, not having enough fun. Just oh like, yeah, dude.
2: Yeah. Honestly, they should just do what I do. I look in the mirror, I say, <laughs> "Fuck you, dog." <laughs> like for real, though. Like, dude, and and dude, people, people that that are around me that are business partners or or, or peers, they know that one of the most common phrases out of my mouth is "fuck me." I'll say here's what I think based on what I know, what I've seen, what I've done in the past. But fuck me. Like Yeah, what do I know? Like hey, like I like here is literally what I know and it totally might be wrong. And mo- most of the, the time like when it's talking about growth and shit like it's valuable. But I, the reason I say fuck me is cuz I tell myself fuck me all the time and that leads to mcdonald's getting 18 million impressions and that like I, I don't think that's gonna work but fuck me you know like we might as well fucking try right like yeah you can't you can't take it that serious or like you <laughs> you don't give yourself creativity you don't give yourself freedom like
1: it's like that um the casey neistat story where he
2: took all of his budget for all the money, money and he yeah. just traveled and that was like the best campaign possible. yeah and he was honestly like fuck me let's try it Like, you know what I mean? And that's like, I think, I think that there's, I think that there's people, I think Steve Jobs is like that. I think Steve Jobs, whether it was those exact words or not, like maybe it's fuck it, maybe fuck it's better. But like, I say, fuck me because I like to attack my own ego because my ego is not real. So I have to fight it. I go, it's fucking me. Um, Fuck it's good, dude. Steve Jobs, you got to watch the movie, right? Like you think they went to homebrew? like when they were ready he was like dude honestly fuck it and then he was like what should we call it apple and eh, fuck it you know like because it's not attached like it... and there's a balance for sure like you do need to take things seriously to, like get shit done but like there's a line where i'm like dude fuck it
1: I'm like eh. yeah.
2: fuck me bro i don't know like nobody does like they and go- i've talked exactly. to dudes Like I've talked to dudes running big boy companies and they honestly like, I don't know. (laughs) Me neither. And they're like, let's try it. (laughs) All right,
0: cool. Yeah. Like my grandpa is one of the most successful people that I've ever met. And his favorite saying that he'll always go back to is that everyone knows that nobody knows. And it's like the most true thing.
2: And I'm mad straight with people. Like if someone acts like they know more, I go, you don't know what you're talking about. And they'll be like, yeah you fuck you're right you know <laughs> like uh like i think it I, it works but like i don't really know dude yeah right Yeah. Facts. yo andre you want to do lightning round quick yeah 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 i'm cool with that are these like dumb questions or not <laughs> it's like what's your favorite ice cream and chocolate no chip? No, no no they're um, pretty deep
0: honestly all
2: right fire. let's go all right Should um
1: start it yeah so it's just four quick questions you just give an answer um So the first one is, if you could send out a tweet that would be seen by every single user on Twitter, what would it say? Delete Twitter. (laughs) Love that.
0: I love that. That's so creative. It's so quick off your tongue too. That's that's great. Yeah. Wow. Good one. Okay. Um, The next one is, if we had you on for an interview a year from now, which I hope that we have the opportunity to do that, uh, what's one thing you'd want to have accomplished by then? nothing doesn't, i have no idea
2: fuck me matter. right
0: yeah it doesn't matter doesn't i matter. don't know
2: who knows doesn't matter fuck it. yeah as long as i'm doing exactly what i'm doing right now which is like hanging out with cool people and making good money and like yeah i mean that's basically it so all right so what's one thing you know right now that you wish you
1: knew when you were you know that 15 year old kid just starting out on Wix?
2: comparison breeds unhappiness
1: always someone better right sometimes there's always like greener pastures or people in the position you wish you were in always
2: yeah and you'll just be unhappy if you look at them
0: yeah in comparison yeah exactly crazy that's a good one um man i mean this last question just feels dirty at this point because it's such of a we typically go again back into like business concepts so it's like what are three software tools that your agency is <laughs> going to survive without it's like it just feels so off track three
2: software we tools uh, <laughs> um dude uh, three software tools you have i to would use. say
0: what are let's just change the question given the sake of how this interview is going what are three tools or uh resources that people can go and use that would help them with personal development and and growing into.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like really what, it's like, dude, it's like a, it's like a self-fulfilling process. It's like, what do you have to work on? Right. It's not like a use notion for your SOPs. Um, It's worked for a bunch of people, but it doesn't always work for everybody. Like I like monday.com dog. Like everyone's like Monday's dope. I fucking hate Monday. Right. Like I know dudes running $5 million plus a year agencies on Monday. Uh, And it's the same with personal development. It's like, you have to seek out, once you understand the core issue, like really what you're struggling with, then you need to seek out a solution for that. Nobody else will be able to tell you really, like with full transparency, honesty, and authenticity, what you need to do, because it's your experience. And you have to be honest with yourself. You guys could both tell me right now what your main problem or struggle is, and I still probably only have 5% of the context of what really that means, right? If you say I'm struggling with self-confidence, what should I look at? I'm like, where does that come from? Like, was your dad a dick? Like, what, like, what, what like, what, you know, you know, I don't need to know. But if you, if you dive in and really understand like yourself and be like fully transparent with like the dude in the mirror, then you can find where you need to fix and fix isn't even the right word. What you need to optimize, what you need to address, I think, is the better way.
0: Wow. fags, Man, that's 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 some good stuff. That's some good stuff. Um, well, this was a dope interview. The last question really is uh, after listening to this interview, I'm sure everyone listening, at least up to this point, wants to know, uh, how they can follow you and how they can get in touch with you. So uh, what's the best place to to find you on the internet?
2: Yeah. Twitter's fine. At I'm Sam Thompson. That's cool. Mostly okay. tweets about, you know, building and growing profitable internet companies. I'm a human first growth guy. Okay. Second. Um, and I manage the portfolio at Jetpack. Beautiful. Like that. I just read my Twitter. I have it right here. I just read my Twitter description, bro. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> you know, Man.
0: Well, thank you so much. Honestly, this was a really impactful interview and definitely hope to stay in touch and have you on again in the future.
2: For sure. I'm super down.
0: Hey guys, it's Andre again. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen into this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with a fellow agency builder. If you'd like to continue the conversation, be sure to give me a follow on Twitter at Andre Heichel Jr., And finally, if you need further help building your agency, visit our website at www.knowledgex.us. See you next time.